0: I think it's just our responsibility so much to read each animal as an individual and do what we need to do to nurture those and to mold them into what they want to be.
1: From Digital Horsemanship, this is Finding the Feel. I'm your host, Kaylen Hurst. So today's guest is going to bring us a different point of view. This non-pro is an NRHA horsewoman, and her and her mare, Honey, became the pair to beat. Now, Sandy Benteen has taken that success to another level. Honey has produced many successful offsprings, including Sandy's very own stud, Ace, who she won the NRHA Non-Pro Fraternity and Derby Championship on. Even more impressive, Sandy is a DIYer. She trains, breeds, and rides all of her own horses. She's an shining example of competing at the highest levels while still putting her horse's well-being and happiness first. And today, she's going to tell us how she does it. Thank you for being here.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: So what's it like to own a horse of Ace's caliber?
0: Honestly, it's a, it, it's a dream. It's a, um, something that I think we all, I don't know if I want to use the word fantasize about, but we all just, you know, envision ourselves one day having a horse of the caliber that he is. And his mom was amazing, but now that I have him and he's even better than she was, um, it's just, it's an absolute dream come true.
1: What's his personality like?
0: Oh, he's a cupcake, a complete cupcake. We call him the snail because he's slow. It, it, he eats slow. He walks slow. He's hes just very, very, uh, very mellow.
1: I think we all, you know, obviously want a horse that's successful, but also happy and healthy. Yes. And those are things that they can be tough to balance, especially competing at, at such a high level. Yeah, it's...
0: I think you have to find a happy medium with the right amount of work and more care than anything, I think. I spend a lot of time, you know, taking care of him, him mentally and physically. And, you know, I do a lot of trail riding on him at home. I I will train out on the trails now that I have the opportunity to do that on the place that we live in in Texas. Um, but you've got to know your horse more than just throwing a saddle on and getting in the saddle and riding. You need to know what they require because I think every horse is different and every horse is an individual. And, you know, some horses want to be messed with a lot more than others. Some are more pets than, you know, others. Um, I th- think that that helps me compete at the level that I do because I, I am his 100% his caregiver. I mean, I know him like my kid, so I think I have an advantage over that because I spend so much time with him.
1: So training him yourself for his entire career, has that helped you develop that special partnership with him? Oh,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we all need help and I'm always striving to be better and I'm the first one that somebody watch me or, you know, ride, ride them, you know, tell me what they're feeling or you know, I'll question myself if I'm doing something right. So I do seek professional, you know, advice and help as I need it. And, um, but I think, you know, from the time he was born, I was there, I halter broke him. I've, you know, I've done it all. I, you know, I, it's just a, it's a very spiritual relationship too, in a sense, because, you know, the history that I have with his mother and then with him. And, uh, so it's, it's pretty deep. It's a, it's kind of intense at times,
1: yeah you've described your partnership as intense mm-hmm. a few times. Can you tell us a little bit more about that?
0: You know there's something about I had it with his mother and I have it with him it, it it's it's a uh i it's almost like a sixth sense I know him so incredibly well, and I can just look at him and look in his eyes. I know it kind of sounds mushy, but i can i I feel like he's he speaks to me in a, in a sense, and i just it's a very Deep relationship and um, being a Christian woman, I have, you know, I I compare it. And I've said that, you know, before that my relationship with horses and with him and stuff is I kind of almost feel like my relationship with the Lord. I look at, you know, God is working on me and, and, and totally always molding me. I, you know, he's the potter. I'm the clay. And I feel like horses are like that. And. They are such a blank slate when they're born. I mean, they are, and I would say 99% of horses and their issues are, are created by man.
1: 100%. Yeah.
0: And so I think, you know, when you look at an animal, they reflect what you've done to raise them. And it's just like kids, your children are the same way. You know, people that have children can relate to that. I mean, you you are responsible for them. And for their well-being on a physical and mental relationship. So I feel like that with horses. And so I'll look at, you know, what is the Lord doing in my life and how I'm growing? How am I growing? And then I take that and go, how am I making my my animals grow? And, and how am I nurturing them? Am I doing my job? And if I'm doing my job, I think that, you know, my animals are going to reflect it. It doesn't mean that they're all superstars. Each animal is its own individual. So you have to find and nurture them how they want to be nurtured.
1: I think that's so important, empowering your animals and your horses specifically to be the best of who they are, just like we try to do with people. And I imagine you try to do with your kids rather than trying to make them be
0: What you think they should be? Exactly, exactly. Because they're not, and you have to, you have to be nurturing and caring and and love that animal enough, or human, or whatever it is, to allow them to find where they fit in. And what, you know, I've had some great horses that should have been great reiners, but for whatever reason, they just weren't going to make it. They weren't mentally wanting to do it. You find them where their niche is. What, what are they good at? Because I guarantee you, there's something that they're good at. And it's just finding, finding that, you know, and I, I look at the, um, Ace and his sister, he has an older sister, and while she was successful herself, um, she wasn't ready to be started as a two-year-old. Um, she just, you know, she, physically she was, which is usually the opposite. A lot of times, you know, the physically they're not ready to be started, but, People do it anyways, but to me, she mentally was not ready to be started. How did you know that? Um, she just was. She didn't want to be a team play, player. Like when I started her, um, I brought her in, like I do all of all of mine, and started her. And she just, she's actually one that hurt me. She she just didn't want to hook up with me. I don't know mentally, and I just thought, you know what? I'm I her well being is you know. I'm her caregiver, so she's gonna take a whole nother year. And I turned her back out for a year and brought her in. Her and Ace were started at the same time. He was a two year old, she was a three year old. He was ready, she wasn't. But boy, you know, I mean, she came on fine. She, you know, won almost sixteen thousand herself, and uh, and then had an injury and turned her out to be a broodmare. So, um, but you know, you have to look at, you know, if I would have been like so many other people, I would have just ignored that and sent her somewhere else and pushed it. And she might not have ever been successful that way, but that 's why I think it's just our responsibility so much to read each animal as an individual and and do what we need to do to nurture those and and to and to mold them into the you know what they want to be
1: do you think you would have that relationship with them had you not trained him? The
0: entire probably time? not because i don't think you could know your horse that well you know there's and i don't i mean people that have their horses in training I think it's great because there 's a lot of people that you know, have to work for a living and they don't have time, you know, they, they, they just, they don't have time to go ride after work or do, you know, what it takes as a working woman and, and having your, your own horse. It, it, it it's a huge commitment. Uh, you know, I, I'm lucky that I kind of do the horses as a living, if you want to say that. I mean, especially now that I'm in the stallion business, which I never anticipated doing. Um, I've always been a mare owner and, um, but People that have their horses in training, thank goodness because we keep our trainers employed that way. (laughs) And, you know, that's their job. Um, but I don't think that when you aren't spending every day with that horse, you don't ride them every day, you know, you, you can't develop quite that deep of a relationship with them. I'm with my animals every day. I know if their stalls aren't as dirty. I know if they're not drinking as much water. I know what their legs look like. You know, I catch injuries before they happen. You know, I'm very proactive on keeping a horse, you know, physically, nutritionally, mentally, uh, you know, uh, catching things before something happens. Yeah. they can they can start to tell you oh absolutely there's no doubt i i in fact this just um i was at tulsa at the show and we were riding ace and he you know i mean he was being a superstar self but something in my gut kept nagging me that you know something's not right and um i kind of Thinking I was being overreactive or overprotective of him, I just kind of shoved it aside. And your brain starts to make things up. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I'm just coming up with things. You know, this is ridiculous. He's, he's doing his job. You know, he's, there's nothing different. He's he, everything's the same. So, but finally I thought, nope, that's it. So I took him over to Joe Carter and said, Joe, you know, I don't know. Something just doesn't seem right. Can you look at him? So he looked at him and by golly, he, he must have, I don't know, kicked the stall wall or done something, but he had fluid in his, um, tendon sheath. So like a sprain and that was, that was hurting him on flexion. I mean, he was, he was really lame on flexion. So, you know, something like that, that I could have left and possibly created more of an injury or maybe he started not performing as well. And he did get a little sore over time when, I mean, we, you know, we took care of it and he's been getting iced and doing stuff. So he's still able to compete just like any athlete we all, you know, but you know, it was a lot of people might not have caught that and been able to, you know, wouldn't have treated it or it could have created another injury or gotten worse. But, you know, listen to your gut because it, it's, it's most of the time it's pretty accurate. So, um, that's why, how I know them so well is because I ride that horse every day and I love to see the, the do it yourselfers doing it. I mean, I'm the first one and I encourage everybody I've since I won the Derby, I've had so many people that have reached out to me, non-pros in all disciplines, people just starting out riding and uh, having, you know, dreams or, or getting back as an older woman could have said, you know, that it's, they believe now because I've done it that, you know, they might actually be able to do it too. And of course I'm always encouraging them to get professional help too when they're starting off. Cause I think everybody needs somebody to, to guide and direct them in the right direction.
1: Yeah, absolutely. In in training ACE, what was your approach with him?
0: You know, he was so natural. It was almost difficult to train him because he, he it was just bred into him to do what he does. And so you sometimes I found myself skipping areas just because he rode around, loped around as a brand new, you know, young two-year-old like he does now. I mean, he just was natural. There's no artificialness in him. And so you're almost like, well, how do I train a horse that's just natural? You know, but you have to train him because I guarantee you at some point you're going to need to have that solid foundation. So um really... There was nothing special in just um, it was hard not to ride him too much because he felt so broke and you thought he was always older than he was. Um, The big thing was teaching him to run because he was just quiet. You know, he's he doesn't ever want to go anywhere. He's just you know mellow, mellow. So he he had to learn. That was probably some of the toughest thing was making him go forward enough. But that you know the approach was just to to mold what was already naturally there with other horses sometimes you know it's a lot more work in the sense that you've got to train on one all the time he was a joy he was one that i looked forward to riding all the time i mean i could not wait to to you know he was like dessert
1: <laughs> so i've heard some of the great horses described that way i believe jason van landingham described not rough at all that way mm-hmm. that he was just he was so natural that the hard part was not letting him try too hard too
0: often. Yeah. yeah. Is that the same? Ace is, he does he never wants to be in trouble. Um, He's an overachiever, same way as mom was. So, you know, a, a couple people that have ridden him, if you try to put your thumb on him too much or, you know, uh, intimidate him, if you will, maybe, you know, it, it doesn't work because then they over-try and get worried about what they're doing. And, you know, for instance, um, stopping, you know, he's he's known in our industry as being one of the biggest stopping horses of our time. But if you go down there and, and try to school on his stops too much, then he'll go down and try so hard that he'll, you know, hit his hawks, um, he'll lose ground pull a leg because he's going down to the ground so hard that he's spreading because he's over trying where if you just leave him alone I mean he'll stop every time so it's you know you try to work on the turns too much or I mean you know not that we don't school that stuff but if you if you try to intimidate him to make something better then it doesn't work on him you know because he's he just it just goes overboard overkill. So uh you just kind of have to just, I just let him do his job.
1: I'm sure you're not just sitting there,
0: but I I do hear that's another big piece is staying out of their way. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Let the horse do their job. I mean, I shouldn't come out of that arena breathing harder than the horse, you know, and I see a lot of that in this industry of non-pros coming out and they're just, I mean, it, it's taken so much work for them to get through that they're tired. And a lot of times we lose people in in industries You know, not just the reigning in any event, if they're not enjoying themselves out there. And I always say that, you know, life's too short to ride a horse that you don't get along with. Get the horse that you want and like. You know, find that partner. Uh, Don't let anybody else tell you that that partner is right for you if you're not feeling it. You've got to believe it yourself and like it. Got to like that animal. You got to like the way it looks you know, there's so much more to it than just, you know, having somebody else tell you this is the perfect horse. You know, you need to ride if something's wrong with you. No, <laughs> you know, it doesn't go that way. You got to like the horse that you're riding.
1: Going back to training Ace and not being able to intimidate him or mm-hmm. put too much pressure on him. What was your approach when you felt like that was starting to happen?
0: Um, You know, he, he'll take pressure. You can put pressure on him. It's just unfair pressure, you know, you know, he does not, he's so soft in his face, you do not need to put a big bridle on him. Um You put a big bridle on him and start, you know, going a little more aggressively or something, he, he'll, you know, he starts just, he can't understand, you know, what you're doing. So I always, my theory with training any horse is... You always, you know, are trying to go forward. One step, you know, you may go one step a day and two steps back the next day, but eventually you're going to reach it. Just don't be in a hurry. You know, anytime that I felt like something was not right in my training or he wasn't, we weren't understanding, especially when I was, he was young, I would just stop and go back, you know, somewhere basic, something that he, you know, he knew to get his confidence again let him feel confident in that, and then maybe think about what I needed to, a different approach I needed to take. It's just like, you know, teaching kids in school. You know, kids don't all learn the same way. You know, they're they're stronger in some, uh, you know, academic studies and others. Some are math students, some are English students. I mean, it's just animals are the same way, horses particularly. And that's why I think there's a lot of trainers in our industry, very few horsemen. And I think that the horsemen... The good horsemen are what sets you apart. You know, I don't have the luxury of having a bunch of show horses. I usually have just one show horse, and I have to make that one horse work. You know, with with Ace, it's just it's, you know, been a a, a ride that I'll never forget. I, you know, when I had Honey, I said that was my once in a lifetime horse. And, uh but Ace, I was like, oh boy, the good Lord gave me another once in a lifetime horse because he's, you know, he's even better than his mama. And maybe if I knew then what I know now a little bit, she would have even been greater than she was, but she was pretty special in herself. I think we, if we ride
1: horses long enough, you get that horse that's great and has all that potential, but their purpose isn't. I mean, you were incredibly successful on honey, but their purpose isn't to go out and be the most successful. Their purpose is to teach you. Yes. And prepare you for the next one. Exactly.
0: Yeah. That's, that's true. You just gave me the chills (laughs) (laughs) saying that, but yeah, it's, it's true. I, you know, every horse, I mean, it's taken me, I I got my first pony at five years old. Okay. So I've been riding since I was five. Uh, I'm almost 50 here. I'm giving my age away, but every animal that's come into my life has taught me a lesson of something. Animals are very humbling. They taught me how to be a mom. They taught me, you know, from the time I was a little girl, how to nurture and and respect an animal, and love one. And um, it's, a, I, you know, helped me in my marriage. It's helped me as, as a mom. It'll help me someday as a grandma, you know. So um, you just have to enjoy every minute of it.
1: Is there a moment like that with with Ace or maybe Honey, that stands out when
0: they taught you a lesson? Well, both of them taught me about not being greedy. I mean, you know, we always say, oh, we're only human. Well, they're only animals. And they have days, some days, that they just maybe don't want to do it or aren't feeling it or... um... Gosh, I can't think of any one thing that just, besides just the depth of their try, how hard those... I mean, those... Honey and Ace are just those that they try. They have so much heart. You know, when you hear an animal having heart, I mean, there's some great animals out there. But those two, I mean, they'd go the extra mile for you. Just in run. You know, I had my first runoff with Ace was at the Derby. And uh, with his mom, there was lots of times I'd tied and had runoffs. So I knew what she she was great to do runoffs because she'd just go in and try all the more harder. She loved it. She loved her job. And with Ace having the runoff, I thought, well, what's the worst that can happen that I'm second to Jose? You know, I mean, that's still awesome. I just thought, you know what? Oh my gosh, I had so much fun the first time. Of course I want to go back out there and do it again. You know, I I felt bad for him because, you know, he didn't have a lot of time to recover uh, and that's very taxing, you know, and I thought, well, we're going to go out and just lay it down and not knowing his score because they held his score, it wasn't like I could go in and play it, you know, go. I can just go cruise through and play it safe. I, I didn't know. So I had to go out and run hard. And I thought, I'm just going to ask him for more than he's ever done. You know, I'm going to see if he can answer the call to it. And my gosh, I mean, he went out there. He went, I mean, he was way better that go. You know, I, I he must have known how important it was. I, You know, I don't know, but he didn't. He showed his peers. He showed... You know, the very first time as a three-year-old, he's just went out and said, yes, ma'am, you know, I'm going to go out and I'll give you everything I got. And he did. And it's just it's so much heart, you know, so much try. And it makes me think, realize that, you know, if they're going to try that hard, I've got to try that hard in my whole life of, of doing things, of of being, you know, kind to people and, and encouraging and want to give back to you know, people and, you know, why I was a 4-H horse leader for years and stuff because of all the blessings that I had and stuff that I want to be able to do that, too.
1: Can you tell us a story when training Ace where you feel like you hit a real obstacle and
0: and how you worked through that? um I think, you know, one of the hardest things that he's had to overcome, you know, if you had to say he had a weak maneuver, or weak point was his right spins. Um, And it's been something that, you know, as a five-year-old now, he's actually getting better and better. And I've had people tell me that he was never going to turn good to the right, Um, you know, just take what you've got. And I was like, no, you know, there's something there that he's just not, you know, there's just something. It's not clicking it because it wasn't for lack of try. It just he didn't have a good cadence that way, a good step. And I mean, he could, he could go around at plus one speed, but because of his cadence and his step wasn't good, that, you know, we weren't marking good. I, I went back way back to basics. Um, I had Ricky Nicolese. He, he told me to go back to do some little cow horse stuff, pulling them around different and teaching them. And I spent, countless hours on that right turn not just spinning all the time I'm I you know trying different things and scratching my head and you know waiting for the light bulb to come on and it, it's 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 just been probably actually after NrBC this year I went back after NrBC I I, I came home and for between NrBC and the Derby I never spent turned him fast. All I did was turn him slow and did some different a lot of dressage basics and kind of went back. I put him in a snaffle and did some stuff to, to ride him differently. I put had him in a hackamore a lot and he, it, it started to click and I, I have had just since the derby he's got so much turn now to the right and you can see it click, on, it, you know, starting to clicked with him now where it's I would say you know gosh 75 to 85 percent more turn than I ever had before it's better you know and I so I'm going look you can keep you know teaching these animals even though he's trained you can still make things better you know Mm -hmm. that there is no end to your training once a horse reaches you know goes in and wins successfully and is doing great you don't just go okay that's enough they don't need to learn anymore there's still, you still can teach them. So on that
1: spin in particular, it sounds like just going all the way back to the basics. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. So that, that one of the things, like I said, is we would go, you know, when you run into a problem, usually you're not communicating to the horse, right? Or, you know, you got to go back to take a step back, take a step back. So I did. I, I stopped turning fat, you know, worrying about speed, went back to almost like he was a baby two year old and said, okay, let's just try to teach him where to put his foot. And a lot of that I learned from Eitan Beth Bethelachemy. He's, he's the guy who does the, the trainer that does the uh, cowboy dressage stuff. I've learned a ton from him. He's the one who who brought that whole movement. He taught me a lot about where you can put a horse, that you have the power to put that horse's foot where you want it. And so I just kind of completely slowed everything down and started think, you know, really go back to that basic of where I wanted to put that foot. And it's a slow process because his memory was what it was. You know, it's a, a habit that you got to undo and recreate a new one.
1: I love that you got help from um, a cowboy dressage guy for Ace and, and stepped outside of the reining industry to solve a problem. I think that's something
0: the oh, reining industry needs a lot well, more i of. mean i I worked with Aton years ago before I really he's the one who actually introduced me to reining. I knew what stock horse was I knew what cow horse was, but I didn't really know what reining was per se um, I showed kind of all around horses and and did that but uh aton was is such a gifted horseman and he comes from israel and his education was a lot of the Spanish riding school stuff, so he was very much a, uh, a dressage background guy, but he want, was in the Western performance horse world. And, um, he was never satisfied with just training as a, a whole, what it was. He was very much a horseman in the fact that trying to figure out how horses think and what can you do with those horses to get inside their horse's brain to make them want to be a willing partner to do, to do their job. And um, so, yeah, I mean, when I like even with Ricky telling me, you know, do this and kind of pretend that you're working a cow to get him to step around and release and go forward. And then I went to, you know, the cowboy dressage going, OK, you know, he, I went back to kind of bending and suppling, first of all, again making sure I had individual control of both hip, both shoulders, you know, both sides of his belly. And then I went back to, okay, now I'm going to redirect his feet. You know, where do I want his foot, foot to go? And again, that goes back to the dressage basics to me, which I think is, is the, the foundation really of what our sport is in so many ways it's just we do a little things a little bit different but it's getting to me dressage is having control of your horse in every horse's body and every you know thing that you need but at the same time reining is a horse to be uh, you know willingly guided and that means staying letting the horse do its job yeah. and, you know, dictating very little to what we want it to do.
1: Let's jump up to the derby this year. Okay. So going into that,
0: were you nervous? Um, No, I really don't get nervous much anymore. Uh, I think because... So? Did I you used to? to? Uh, at times, but as soon as I get in the arena, I'm not nervous at all. I think because I feel prepared. I think the times that I'm most nervous, if I've ever been nervous, was I didn't feel like I was really ready to be or should be where I was at at that time, you know, or on that horse to show. And I, I didn't have the confidence, but with, between Honey and then even, you know, with Ace, I was so confident in my horses that I always just can't wait. I just want to get in there and do it. You know, um, it's like being on stage. And, uh, so no, I, I, I wasn't, no, I wasn't nervous. I just wanted, I knew I had I have a horse that can do it and I just wanted to go out and do it.
1: What were you thinking when you walked into that pen?
0: What a blessing it is to be, to do what I love and to be out there and to have the support to be on the horse I was on. Um, it, I'm just so thankful to God every day that I get to do that. You know, it's a privilege.
1: Is that a mentality that you feel has come through practice or, or learning or do you feel it's natural for you?
0: I think it's kind of a a honestly I think it's kind of a natural. I am I you know I think cuz I love it so much. I love horses so much. Um that I just you know you have to enjoy the ride. If you don't love it, if you don't love what you're doing, it's not, you know, you, you got to have it be worth it. What's Ace like in the show pen? Calm, cool and collected. Is it just like he's in the practice pen? 100%. He is very much the same. He he walks in, everybody always laughs because first of all, if we have to walk into the pattern, I, I it would take us a half hour to get there because he walks so slow. So most of the time I have to jog in because otherwise the judges would probably be taking a nap by the time I got to the middle. But he goes to the middle and drops his head and just waits.
1: You described him as calm, cool, and collected. Is that how you would describe yourself when writing him?
0: Uh <laughs> I'm pretty I'm 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 highly competitive. I'm the first one to say that. So, uh, I'm pretty, I I'd say I'm pretty calm about it. I'm, you know, I'm very much, I put my game face on and I'm going to go in there and, you know, do everything I can and do the best job that I can make sure I'm showing my horse the best that, you know, I know my, I expect my horse to do his job. I got to do my job out there too. Yeah. What is your job out there? Stay out of his way. How would you say you do that? I try not to nitpick, you know, I, I, I think how I do that is I do my homework in between my, my goes, you know, I, I, I want to make the show pin the easy thing for him and that I want him to want to be out there because that's, that's to him, that's, should be the icing on the cake, you know, he's not going to get, he's going to get left alone out there. And so I, I tried every time I go out there and I do believe that you've got to school your horse and have some. Different runs several times you know per every time you show them because um, you want to keep them honest and you want to keep them uh, performing right. You don't want to let them cheat out there or do anything, but with Ace, I really don't have to worry about that because he's not a he's not a cheater. Um, so he he just you know he gives me all the confidence in the world that he's going to do his job.
1: Interesting. So when you do school him, because you said you want to make sure that that's the reward and you're not out there nitpicking on him, mm-hmm. what is your approach when you do school him?
0: Uh It depends. Uh, a lot of times, sometimes I'll go in, just have a nice quiet run, just real, you know, slow. And, you know, there's times I've just loped some circles and stood in the middle and just pat on him, you know. Um, there's times that I'll run a circle harder and faster and then I, you know, and then speed control somewhere else just to make sure that he's dialed in listening to me, not the pattern. You know, I want him to be hooked onto me. So you want them thinking about what they're going to do ahead of time. There's that fine balance, that fine line of them knowing that the slowdown is going to come in the middle, but not anticipating that that slowdown, same with the stops, you know. Um, you know, some people have issues with their horses in the middle of the pins getting ready to spin, you know, where the horses are looking at their feet and, you know, turning their necks or anticipate and trying to, you know, not want to stand still. And, you know, you 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 want the horse thinking that stuff, but you want them waiting on you. So I always try to teach, teach that to wait on me. Sounds like you go out there and you just work on his mind. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much.
1: So then you go into the runoff and you said you were in a good place that worst oh, case could wait you got to do second. it again
0: yeah i just was like oh i i mean how much fun i had the first my first run i thought oh my gosh i get to go in and do this one more time and uh and i'm running for the championship i mean that was like oh my gosh and you know we were reserve uh the previous year in level 4 so we were almost there and to think that here I go again and this time I, I, you know, I get the chance to, to try to, to win a, a life, you know, dream of mine. I just was like, okay, we're going to let it all hang out there and I'm just going to try to stay as out of his way as I can and go harder. And he just said, okay, let's do it and did it. Pretty amazing. So we can't talk about Ace all this time and not talk
1: about honey. Yeah. <laughs> his
0: mom. Yes.
1: Uh, make it with a twist. Yes. yes. Tell us about Honey.
0: I got Honey as a, a two year old in 2004. She had a few months training on her. Start. She was started, and I got her. Um, honestly, it's kind of, I went to look at another horse, and he told me about her. And I was like, nah, wasn't interested in her breeding or any of that. But then when I was walking by her stall, I saw her, and I went, oh, who's that one? And he goes, oh, that's the one that you weren't interested in. I said, oh, maybe I do need to see her because she was so pretty. So anyways, yeah, I just, I really liked her and she was one of those too. I mean, she she was one of those horses that she was probably more sensitive than what Ace is. Kind of a mare mare way, maybe a little bit. Um, She was more reactive to her environment, To even like when we'd show. She totally knew when I was schooling and totally knew when I was showing. She knew the difference. And I, if you didn't undo her mane, you know, because I kept her mane braided because it was so long. If you didn't unbraid her mane, if you didn't have your shaps on, she knew every time. And then you do that and go in. And if she didn't hear people starting to cheer, she was like, ah, we're schooling. So, you know, she was, a, she was, a, she's a funny little horse. And uh she, she taught me, I mean, she was so natural too, highly natural. She was the first time that I had come across A horse probably that was so natural that I didn't get her trained quite as well as I should have. Um, So I had to go back as an even an older horse and do some of that and get her. I went back to that cowboy dressage basic and got a lot more dressage put on her. Yeah, she was she was one of those that um, she loved her. She loved to show. I mean, she really did. She show off. Oh, she loved. Yes. Yeah. She was a princess quite the little princess.
1: So being that way, what was she like
0: in the show pen? How was she to show? Um she, she was uh she was a little more tricky by by she just was more feely, more reactive. I mean if if you uh flinched a leg or did something, I mean she was she was reacting to you that way. She was so intense. Um, way more she was more intense at her job than Ace's. Ace is more just willing and laid back. Calm, Cool, Collected, where she was more, she probably took after me a little bit more because I was probably more intense back then as far as, you know, a little more anxious myself because I, you know, hadn't been showing that long in the raining pen. And she was kind of that way. She'd go out and the harder you ran her, the harder she'd do her job. But she prepared me for, you know, now. I mean, every like we talked about earlier, every every animal's teaching you something and she did she help teach you how to show oh gosh yeah yeah she did because a lot of the youth kids and stuff that i have th- around here in the industry that we talk about showing and different things and i tell them i said when you're out there you're an actress on stage you got to make that judge believe that you you you're having the best run You know, even though maybe it doesn't feel like it, because there's been a lot of times I was out there that I, when I showed her that I came out going, oh boy, that was a little Western. I felt like I was John Wayne out there and I've marked some of my highest scores because I go, you know, a lot of times things don't feel as good, but they look good. And if you look confident out there, you're, you're going to get scored better than somebody who's constantly looking down at their horse. Every time the horse maybe is doing something, dropping a shoulder, whatever, you know, if, if you give that away to the judge, I mean, keep your eyes up, you know, look confident. You know, as soon as you look down, your shoulders come forward, you throw everything off. Keep keep your eyes up, keep your chin up and just, you know, go out there and make them believe you. I think your horse reads that as well. They feed off your confidence. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I think that's a lot of it. If if you go in there and you're lacking um, you know, the leadership, because you, you are the leader out there. And so if you're not, if you don't have leadership, I think, you know, the animal buys, falls into that. And then they start doubting what they're doing. Yeah. Are Ace and Honey similar in any ways? With their hearts. They're because they they're being overachievers. Um They neither one of them ever wanted to be in trouble. They both don't like to be picked on. I think most horses don't like to be picked on, but I mean, they, these two especially. Yeah, definitely. And showing Ace
1: and Honey, what are some things that you do to prepare
0: yourself? You know, I mentioned earlier, it's it's very spiritual. So I pray a lot. You know, I, I get in a zone. Um A lot of times before I show, I get real sleepy. And so I will go find a quiet place and that's usually where I I do some meditation prayer. And I, I visualize my pattern a lot. I ride my pattern in my mind, um, you know, things that maybe a weak area and what I can do, what, what could possibly happen, how I'll ride through it. And then I'll visualize the perfect pattern, what I think I can do to make it the perfect pattern. Um, I think you need to know what your weaknesses possibly might be and, and know ahead of time how you're going to address that. Um, I know that when I'm showing, um, I'm always thinking too about how I'm setting that horse up for the the next time I show it. I remember Claire back when, you know, I first started raining and was riding with Mike Boyle. You know, he gave me so many tools mentally for showing and, and, the one thing he said he encouraged me to do was go to quarter horse shows and some other shows just to get in that show pen over and just learn to ride patterns correctly. You know, make your circle circle round, you know, don't make eggs, make your small, slow, small, slow. Don't, you know, I mean, it's just there's so much that comes with just time in that show pen. And any sport, you see the experts, they go out there and they perfect those basics. Absolutely. Smooth, make it pretty and you know, I always said make it easy for the judges to judge you. You are better off going slow and smooth than fast and kind of out of control because a lot of times judges don't know what to do with that. So when we walk in our reigning pin with a score of 70, our goal should be to leave that pin as a 70 if possible. And that you know, everybody, you know, is capable of that if it's correct. You know, you may have a horse that's not a good spinner, and maybe a minus half spinner, but you have a horse that's really pretty circular. Show those circles. Don't try to get more out of that horse when it's capable, not capable of doing. If you, if you have a horse that's a minus half spinner, but yet you go in and try to make it a zero spinner, you're probably gonna end up with a minus one rather than that minus half. Know that. Know that that's your horse's weakness and be okay with it. I mean, you can work on it outside. But if you find that horse's positive traits, you know, is it's a great lead changer, it comes back good, show the horse there. Because more than likely, you can get a plus half circle and make up for those weaker spins. You know, maybe squeak out another plus half and a stop or something. But, you know, show. don't try to overshow your horse Know your horse's limitations and your own limitations out there, and and show off what you're strong at. Yeah, I think that's
1: so right on the money. What about any other learning curves from being a do-it-yourselfer?
0: One of the hardest things is learning how much preparation time you need with each horse, especially when you're when you're first bringing a horse out, a, a young horse or a new horse. You do not know if that horse is gonna take an hour and a half riding before you go in or it only needs a half hour twenty minutes um Does that horse need to go back to its stall to go to the bathroom before you show it, or no does it not need that um you know there's so much that has probably been one of the hardest things for me to to let the horse tell me what they need before show time and um you know luckily. I've had some horses that require a lot of loping, you know, to to tone them down, to get them quiet uh, and ready to do their job. I've had some horses that need very little warm-up time, and you just go in and show them. So probably that. The other learning curve is uh, traveling. When I lived in California and was going back to the big shows, I remember, you know, the first couple times I would go, I would leave for the show, arrive at the show, and start showing and i think that really is taxing on those horses it's really hard for those horses to ride 16 to 1800 miles in a trailer and then get to a horse show and start horse showing i've started when i was going back to those events and because i had the luxury of being able to do it i'd go back a week early and i would give those horses 2 to 3 days off after we arrived let them just relax cuz their body's sore from standing in that trailer um you know, just turn them out and then start easing them back into riding and then just have a a couple hour drive to the show, just like it was a normal local show. And I always found they were much better. Well,
1: we're coming up on time here. Um, so I have a few rapid fire questions and then we'll say goodbye. Any superstitions?
0: Uh, no. What is your favorite thing about the horses? their smell their smell i don't know they i they it's goofy but honey and ace have both have a sweet smell there's a. they have a different scent to them than most horses it's (laughs) i know that sounds silly but it is it's I, i love the way horses smell
1: what is a personal habit that
0: contributes to your success prayer my 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 relationship with with the lord is i think very much my i would say but that would be my habit um and finally, what would be your advice to somebody looking to raise and train and own their own horses? Um, I would say get get the best that you can afford because it costs the same to to feed and and train and and uh ride a mediocre horse as it does a really nice horse. So, you know, buy the best that your money can buy and and don't be afraid to seek professional help.
1: Any last parting pieces of guidance?
0: Um, just to, you know, surround yourself with the right people. Uh, enjoy what you're learning, what that horse is trying to teach you so you can teach it. And just know that, you know, everything that you do with your horse is reflects on your horse. You are 100% responsible for that animal's well-being. It's your job to to make sure that that horse is is receiving the proper care and and training and positive attention. I mean, you know, you you are its steward. You are, it's it's up to us as humans to make sure that these animals are are well cared for.
1: Well, if people want to learn more about you and Ace and Honey, they can find you on Facebook. You have a Facebook page for your business, Benteen Performance Horses, a Facebook for Ace, which is gotta twist it up and a facebook page for honey which is make it with a twist yes ma'am so go check them out follow them all i'm sure if you have questions you can message sandy directly on one of those pages
0: and i'm sure she'll get back to you would love to thank you so much thank you so much hon
1: thank you for listening to another episode of finding the feel don't forget to connect with us on facebook to join the conversation subscribe in your favorite podcast app to catch the next episode and if you've enjoyed this one please share with a friend until next time.